Hello there. You're listening to the Hot Take Hooligans with your host, Gavin Russell. Hey guys, um, I just wanted to start this episode just by myself for a little bit. Um, and just wanted to say thank you very much for listening if you clicked on this. Uh, I also want to say that you should stick with this episode um, because I realized on Anchor that you can actually see the average listen time and like when people drop off. And uh, with these podcasts, they generally start out a little slow um, because it takes a little bit to get the ball rolling on the conversation. Uh, so I just want to say give it a, give it a chance. Um, listen for more than a minute. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I hope you enjoy. My guest today is Graham. He's a great friend of mine. Um, he's a little quiet, but I'm sure you'll love him as well. We discuss a lot in today's episode, including um, rape and murder, and which is worse, and um, a little bit about Charles Manson and the CAI, CIA mind control program in the 60s, um, and a couple other things. So, yeah, stick it out. Thank you. So, welcome back, everybody. Uh, today's guest, Graham Albrecht. The one and only. The one and only. Get a little closer on that mic. Graham, hello, hello. It's been a while. It has. Um, so yeah, this is the Hot Take Hooligans. Uh, Graham's my friend here. He's about two hours late for this recording. Two hours, yeah. What do you say? Five thirty to. You said five thirty to six. It's eight eighteen. Dang. So that's almost. It's been a day. Yeah. It's been a day. Tell me about your day. Yeah, cracking open a beer. Tell me about your day. <laughs> the whole garden. Get up closer to this mic. Sorry, I was reading my beer again. Or project your, <laughs> or project your voice. <laughs> All right, today. I worked in the rain a little bit. It was kind of just muddy everywhere I went. So yeah. that was fun. It was raining today? Um, Not was, really. It was just muddy? Cloudy. It had rained last night, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, then I guess I forgot my wallet at work somewhere so yeah like what don't you work at like a construction site mm, no well like we have a home base in wayne fleet oh true so you, you left it at the home more. base i think so did you not go look for it i did but i think i left it in my uh co-worker's truck <laughs> you left it in your co-worker's truck yeah so. that's brutal how'd you manage that well do you not it probably fell out of my backpack. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, hmm. Otherwise, I have no idea where it is. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. So, I've been chasing that and dinner and, yeah. Just been hectic? Yeah. Uh, I see. Um, so, I have some beef with you. You have beef? <laughs> I have beef with you, yeah. Um, Uh-oh. Your episode of the podcast is the least listened to episode out of all of them. Still. So I'm hoping this one can make it up for. Actually, let me let me pull up the statistics right now, because uh, last time I checked, the newest episode, the one with David, has less. Yeah. So currently, wow. the one with David has less, but that's only been that out for less than a week. Though. That one's gold. That's it's a good one. You want to come do this? <laughs> Turn it up. Let's go. So uh, really good. <laughs> hot takes in that one. Let's go listen to that one. Yeah. So Graham, if you if you're listening to this one, Graham suggests you go listen to the other one. I'm going to light up. I listened to the whole thing. If you listen to the very end. Well, okay. Well, yeah. First of all, you didn't follow the instructions. What? Yeah, I know. I know. You're supposed to comment on my... I'm trying to build my Instagram page oh. to help build my yeah. my brand here. 
And this guy calls me instead of. I so, call. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we had it so, uh, at the end of the last episode because it was a long one. I put uh, or I said to comment on the Instagram if you made it to the end. No one commented, even though. So th- that post has zero comments, even though I know people have listened to the end. I'll and you listen to the end. I'll comment. Yeah, you, you, you can go comment now. Just for the clout. Just, just for the clout. How's my mm. sound waves looking? Are they good? Um, why, don't you, why don't you just like talk by yourself for a little bit? Um. God damn it. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> That's it, was right, a, it was a simple uh, request. You want me to talk? Um, wow, what did I do? Oh my goodness. I think you're okay. Oh yeah. Just just speak into the mic and we'll be fine. Yeah, so the other podcast. What um what's um David's last name? Lu Lu Lanacano. What <laughs> wow. He's Italian. Yeah. Lanacano. Is that all you had to say? No. Um yeah, that was a good like you reached a lot of subjects on that one, I think. Yeah, that one had, like, no plan, so I've decided now to take away the plan yeah. and just wing it, just to have a talk. Yeah. You want to hit that? Sure. I guess it's kind of dumb to smoke a joint during a podcast, because then you can't talk while you're smoking. You kind of can. <laughs> you just got to talk in between, you in between talks. <laughs> you just got to, yeah. Right. I totally had things like planned in my mind to talk about, and now I'm just completely blanking. Same. Nice. I had a train of thought, but it's just gone. Oh, I had so last night, I uh, I, I smoked before going. Oh, I went out. Um. Yeah. So I was laying in bed. Okay. And I just like my brain could not stop thinking of brilliant ideas. So. Classic Gavin. Sorry, I had all these brilliant ideas, and then I decided to use the dictate function on my phone, because I was like, I was tired, but I couldn't fall asleep. You ever have, like, ideas in your brain, and you can't fall asleep until you, like, write them down? I find that helps me a lot, so if I'm struggling to fall asleep, and I have, like, ideas, I'll write down the ideas, or use the dictate function, and then that'll kind of, like, put my brain at ease, you know what I mean? So, um... Oh, I had an idea for a movie. Okay. So it's like an animated kids movie. Uh, and it's like this baby or it's like this teen orangutan. And he was like owned by a Joe Exotic type and they get taken away. And then for some reason, uh, the, the people who are in charge of this monkey now decide what's best for it is to put it back in with... Um, like some monkeys in the jungle so like it rejoins a tribe of like native orangutans and then yeah so the whole movie is just like about him getting readjusted to like what it's like to be a real orangutan but then it's also like it would be kind of comedic in the sense that like because you know how well it was inspired because i was watching this nature documentary a long time ago and it was like these people's jobs to just follow around orangutans and film them in the jungle and so that got me thinking like how much would they step in to protect the orangutans? So now I was thinking, like, it would there would, could be a scene where it was, like, he was, like, swinging around the trees with the other orangutans, and then they were talking about how, like, oh, yeah, like, there's these people that just, like, follow us around, and 
and make sure like nothing happens to us and then they pretend to like fall out of the tree and then like all these nets come to catch it and it's just like the animated style you know where they like swoop in really quick <laughs> yeah and then that got me thinking because i'm like okay well that's all i have for that movie and that's not enough to make a movie and then i was thinking what if you started a plot though yeah you get the introduction and so now i was thinking you could do a youtube channel where it's like movie ideas and it's just like unfinished screenplays and you just do like the beginning of a movie except for i have no talent in filmmaking like disney shorts kind of thing yeah just a disney shorts but it's just like the beginning of a full movie it just sets it up and then it stops interesting so then would you make it like like well, you would make them all and just post them or would you well i'm not gonna it? do this because how would i how would i make them like yeah, a, it, yeah, a video that, about orangutans you yeah, know nice. i don't have the skill yeah so you're just suggesting to leave it open for people to post in there no this was not a real idea so i have a lot of ideas where it's like <laughs> i'm gonna play take no action on them it's yeah. just like something that i thought would be cool Cool. So, if, <clears throat> if you're listening, you want to steal Gavin's idea, and you're better in filmmaking than he is. <laughs> yeah, I used to want to do, like, filmmaking and stuff. Yeah? Yeah, it was, a, like, photography and filmmaking, and, like, I used to make YouTube videos, like, different kind of things, and I guess I'm kind of doing something like that now with podcasting. Like, I've always been interesting in, like, creating. Yeah, definitely a lot to explore. It's just podcasting is so much easier than making videos. Yeah. You just fucking record yourself talking and then you post it. Yeah, but I mean, people enjoy the the editing part and the process. And like, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of like the tech side. The, the editing podcasts is kind of annoying. So I just kind of like stopped doing it. I just yeah. like, I don't know if you noticed it during the last one, but I didn't really make any edits. <laughs> I, I had to edit out like 40 minutes of it because... The program, yeah. the fuzz. That's I fun. left in a little bit of the fuzz creeping in, so you could hear what it sounded like. True. Did you notice that? I didn't go back to it, but like, like, did you notice? Cause like, so basically, like after twenty minutes, the fuzz started fading, mm-hmm. and I let it go to like twenty, like minutes and thirty seconds, and the fuzz like built in, and then I cut it, and it was like the fuzz came. <laughs> yeah. So that, that podcast we recorded, we had recorded like an hour and twenty minutes before I checked it. So we lost like 60 minutes of that podcast. Dang. All because of the new software. But you bought it though, right? Yeah, so I bought the software. Yeah. But yeah, because we're trying to use two mics now. And like it would be dope if I could get like a multiple, like four. I think four would be the perfect amount to have. Get a little round table discussion. Yeah. That I feel like nice. that takes the pressure off of everyone too. Yeah. When sure. it's multiple people. Yeah. I don't know. You watch anything interesting lately? Um, sort of. Not really. You seen uh, Lucifer on Netflix? I have not. No. Is it about the devil? It is. Whoa. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit biblically correct, like accurate, but yep. not completely. It's just this guy is on earth and is essentially the devil that is back visiting earth yep and is doing like basically the devil's acts like from some of them from what the bible says yeah and then like tempts people and 
parties and whatever. Sounds fun. And I don't really know what the whole... <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got? <laughs> well, I don't know what the real story is going to end up doing, but he, like basically he's changing and the world is kind of changing him and now he's starting to care for a few people. Mm, classic. And he only... he. At the moment, he only wants people that are actually guilty of, like, big sins to suffer. Mm. And he's starting, yeah, he's starting to care for people that The whole thing with the devil that was always confusing to me, being raised a Christian, was, like, his, like, whole origin story and motives. So, like, maybe you are more educated on this, but wasn't, so the devil just kind of, like, he was an archangel, right? And he tried to revolt against God, basically. Basically, I. I think God overreacted sure. in this scenario. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he was, um, like one of the high angels. Yeah, like so. an archangel. Yeah. It's like one. Of, it's like a top tier angel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then he just. I don't know, went power hungry, basically, and decided he didn't like God's ways, got a little greedy. But to me, that doesn't seem that evil. Like, because devil, the devil is supposed to be like the epitome of evil, but all he did was get a little power hungry, and now he has to torture all these people? Like, at what point was, like, he was like, yeah, I really, I'm really into torturing people. Like I feel like he didn't, he wouldn't have that mindset being an angel originally, and now all of a sudden he gets sent to this other place. He's like, now nah, I'm gonna be bad. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that, like <laughs> I thought about that, but I never really talked to anyone about it. Like I don't know. Like, cause we're taught that all angels are good, and they. I don't know. Also, the works of God, but if if you're that holy, let's say, and that um, perfect, then how can you all of a sudden switch to, yeah, like punishing people and yeah, like <laughs> you assume burning. like he would have a good track record to start to be like an archangel. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that uh, is like annoys me is that so the people that were alive when jesus was alive was alive and like saw all the miracles had a way bigger advantage to going to heaven than people do now because like if you believe in god or like and you believe that like you need to believe in god and do all that it's way harder to like follow all the rules of christianity now than it was back then because it's just the world is a lot more hedonistic i think Except, I guess murder was more common, maybe. Um, I don't know the the official statistics. But then they also got to witness, like, I don't believe in God, and I don't believe that this actually happened. But I'm saying, hypothetically, these people actually got to witness all these miracles. And now, does God still have that expectation of belief to people that never witnessed a miracle and just, like, have been reading a book? Because that's impressive. Yeah, well... That people still believe in God. Well, we believe we see miracles happen because we believe the Holy Spirit is still around. 
and is still doing his act. So you just kind of interpret things as being miracles, but I'm saying like they like were like they like saw like pigs fly and stuff. Like yeah. No, miracles now are like right. not the same kind of miracles as you would see back in the day. Yeah, but we always we also see the Bible as like at least I do as a whole bunch of analogies like a series of analogies basically. Mm. Yeah, I always thought the Bible was like a good like, moral code for some things, but I never thought it seemed like something that, or well, I did obviously when I was a kid, but once I start to really think about it as something that should be taken like seriously. Yeah, well, like if you read the stories <clears throat> and like really think about them, like yeah, not, they're... not all of them obviously, like, but some of them are like for context or whatever. Especially when Jesus is talking to people, he uses a lot of analogies. Like, they're right. clearly a lot of them aren't true stories, right. but then there's also stories that are supposed to be real, I guess. Yeah, and if you can try to think of a way to like apply it to your own life, then it's it's more. If you apply, you get it to more it, out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's such a because I have no like, I don't think it's bad to believe in God or anything. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, it makes sense in one aspect because I think it it makes it easier to live life in some ways mm-hmm. um, because you don't have to deal with the whole existential part of philosophy. Yeah, and so, mine, yeah, sure. and, and and yeah, if you do good, then you're going to get something out of it. Whereas in my eyes, it's like you can do good your whole life and you're just going to end up the same way as everyone else. I still mm-hmm. think you should do good because it betters humanity and i think you'll in i like i wouldn't feel good inside doing bad things <laughs> right. and so that's why i do good things right. it's, it it's a it's it's a selfish reason but it's also yeah. yeah and yeah i was i was reading um oh how can i not remember his name the leader of italy during the mussolini yep. you know mussolini mm-hmm. so i was reading an excerpt of Mussolini's basically guide to fascism because okay. um, I'm in a history class sure. and I was reading some of it and I was like honestly like some of these ideas could lead to like a perfect world if it, if it was committed to mm-hmm. um, for the people that were now on that world but the amount of pain and suffering that it would cause to all the people that weren't excluded in the group that the fascists wanted weren't included hmm. it's just it's not worth it to me you right. know right so that's yeah that's how i feel about that and so that's another reason why it was like i was questioning for a second like my ideas my ideals and then i thought about it more and i remembered why i think the way i do well that's that's what those things do though like like uh, yeah they're meant they're meant to they're very well Mussolini was a really smart guy too like he was a journalist his whole life too and then he became a dictator but when you read his writing it's like this is an intelligent person putting forth a pretty persuasive argument but there's moral flaws in it and I guess especially during that time period it was something that because fascism was supported by a lot of people around the world like it was, there was it was supported in America, it was supported in Canada. True. Um, the whole idea of eugenics was supported in Canada and America by by people too. Um, there was like before 
World War II broke out, there was a lot of support for Nazis in America. Um, people kind of forget about that. Mm-hmm. But there was, there's like, I was watching a video of like a Nazi Manhattan, like a Nazi rally in Manhattan. And it was like in the Madison Square Gardens. Like wow. it was like, it was supported by the government almost. Exactly. But, yeah, and it, and but it was anti-government, so I don't really know how that works. But freedom of speech was taken more seriously at that time. For sure. And like, they somehow got their people to believe that that was that what they were doing is a good thing. And, well, it was and, because of World War One and and the and the Great Depression and and just the failure of the government to the people for so long, and then the presenting of new ideas, like that's why like the communism took off in Russia too, is because it was so different, and then and then fascism was kind of against communism because people then were afraid that communism would spread to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And then so people were against communism, and that was part of the reason fascism got adopted. Because Hitler was elected to chancellor legally, like through democracy. So he was elected into office. And then he kind of like, have you seen the prequels to Star Wars? Uh, No. Like Star Wars 1, 2, and 3? No. Really? I don't think so. (laughs) That's crazy to me. (laughs) Have you watched Star Wars? Uh... How, bro, like five or six years ago, I watched. Do you work tomorrow? Yes. But I was gonna say we should watch Star Wars tonight. But if you gotta work, then maybe not. But basically, um, what happens in the first three Star Wars movies is you know who Emperor Palpatine is. Mm-mm. He's basically like the leader of the Sith, and so he is kind of like in disguise as um a political person in the jedi world i forget exactly what it's called but it's like the good side and they have like this whole democracy that runs across the galaxy mm-hmm. and then he basically creates these conflicts and uses those conflicts to get elected into office and so once he's elected into office he just like kills all the jedi and kills everyone and that's basically what Hitler did and so like once he got into office like he kind of like he escalated so it wasn't all immediately like it was in star wars but he basically just started killing anyone that didn't support him and yeah. people that did support him. Yeah, but they probably didn't know that at the time they were. Elected. Yeah, they didn't know that. But they were like it really so public about to... the hate, hatred of the Jews and like basically only wanting it to be German people or like. Yeah. And, and not even just German people, but also if you were physically disabled, that was like you would get killed or you would. Uh, they would, what is it called? Sterilize you. It would be forceful sterilization. So if you have a mental or physical disability, if you're like blind, um, well, it's interesting with blind people because, uh, you know, Mein Kampf, the book that Hitler wrote? Yeah. So <laughs> there was like um, one of the best-selling Braille books at the time was Mein Kampf, even though Hitler hated blind people. Dang. So that kind of just shows how supported fascism was. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because that was like, when you think about it now, it's like right now, I feel like the popular form of belief is like the left, especially among our peers and people that we know. Mm -hmm. Um, And Biden just won the election. So that would also go to show that that the left is. um, And Trudeau. Um, 
but that we don't know like maybe when people look back at history the left side was wrong and like some of the things that but i don't think so yeah well it seems like maybe some things but in general i don't know can you say it's it's civil compared to back then like we're not having wars anymore but if we did have a war yeah things were kind of crazy pretty pretty lethal during like the night yeah, I don't even know how you would deal with war these days. Like, I guess it's just like, I guess there's been wars since a nuke has been invented and the nukes haven't been used. Exactly. So it's just, I guess you just... It's just the threat. I feel like if you use a nuke, you're just signing off on everyone in the world dying. Like the first person that uses the nuke, they're not safe. You know? Like if America yeah. sends a nuke overseas... America is getting some nukes back. But they have, like, these anti-nuke devices, I guess, that shoot them down before they get... Especially if it's from far away. Well... You have to spot it. I I don't really know. I I imagine America has some... I I don't think it's just a dude standing (laughs) in a box. I think it's most likely some radar systems, possibly from space. Yeah, but there's gotta be a guy sitting there watching them or something yeah i imagine there would be an alarm sound it wouldn't just be off of like a physical like <laughs> guy just looking at a screen and hopefully he's but paying he's, attention when it comes on the screen oh <laughs> gets a text oh boy <laughs> oh, gotta, fuck. <laughs> get to the office three minutes later he's saving america but yeah i think if nukes were used that would be I'm no nuclear expert, but I know that there's enough nukes destroy a good to, amount of the earth. to destroy the entire Earth, basically a million times. So, from within itself, I, I I like to think of things like just as like this house, <clears throat> this house for example, it's it's basically just a collection of things from around the earth yes that have been brought together and it's like i don't know the structure the frame is wood it's all from trees the drywall a bunch of materials from wherever it's concrete just, it's like rocks and sand right sort of yeah like a mortar i don't know what, what that would be i don't be. really know what concrete's made of but like metals all yeah. the metals and the microphones and the furniture Mm-hmm. all mined from somewhere it's all man-made per se but it's natural resources yeah yeah every, everything. everything no matter how like processed and i don't know mixed up yeah i guess no matter how many times you break things down and build them back up they're still their their natural elements i guess that's the furthest you can really break something down is right. the element I don't know. Thinking about things on an atomical level is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like, just the fact that, like, a solid thing is made out of a bunch of little things, like, floating around in space, like, just, like, straight-up energy. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But also, things can change forever and not <clears throat> not be able to change back, like, burning something. Or, like, big chemical reactions where yeah, it's something chemi- turns into something else or whatever. Like, matter can't be created nor destroyed is the rule, I think, right? Yep. But 
It can change. I think there may be circumstances where matter can be created and destroyed. But I'd <laughs> not I remember I was talking about science on one of the one of the previous episodes and my older brother messaged me he was like you were so wrong <laughs> i think it was one so with you i think it might have been one with you we were talking about science and we might have been smoking a little bit of weed beforehand and we just had no idea what I mean. not unlike today <laughs> not unlike today that's so true i can't get the, you, you read like this i can't read it why i can't even keep it lit once it's i know i don't know what's going on do you think it's the papers? Could be. It's a little sticky. I thought. I'll pause it for a sec. Pause the. Yeah. No. We'll get our lit and smoke it and then. You want to you take a break? Just a tiny one. Okay. Just, okay. We're going to take a little break here. We'll be right back. And we're back. We are back. So last night. Get that mic close on you. Hot take. So. Oops. I got two mics because Graham was so quiet on our recordings. <laughs> And then we listened back, even with two mics. Graham was really quiet, so I'm a quiet person. He is. He has a very quiet speaking voice. Okay, so last night I was in bed. I was thinking a lot. We discussed it before. Sure. I don't think this is a hot take. Okay. But earlier that night, (laughs) anyway, sorry. Earlier that night, I had been watching a YouTube compilation of. Joe Rogan's most like heated debates. Love Joe Rogan. I don't love Joe Rogan. I never said you did. You, I, I was saying I did. Anyway. Okay. Um, and one of them, he was talking to this dude who was like really about like rape, not like about rape, but he was like really, really like for victims of rape and like a big rape activist, okay. I guess. Okay. And so they were having a discussion, and basically one of the talking points was like, what is worse? Because they were talking about jokes, uh, because Joe Rogan's a like comic. Like rape jokes? Yeah, so the basically, like, what was worse? Because basically they were saying murder is worse than rape. And so why is it okay to make murder jokes but not rape jokes? Hmm. Is um, it okay to make murder jokes? I mean, it's, like, in comedies all the time. Like, people get killed, and it's funny in movies. I guess. So, I I had a couple of thoughts about this. Um, so, I know this is going to... This immediately bringing up this subject puts me in hot water. So, I'm going to tread pretty carefully. But I'm going to try and share my ideas. Alright. Let's hear it. Okay. So, when it comes to, like, what is worse... I guess there's two ways of looking at it. You can look at, like, the effect it has on the person that you committed to. And then you can also look at what is more morally wrong. So, for the person to have committed. So, basically, when you're looking at jail, like, are you looking at what is, like, a worse thing to do to someone or to do in general? Mm -hmm. Or, like, what had a greater (coughs) effect? Um, I think... I think people have, like, have their own, like, as society, and I think different societies have different weights different on ideas, them. too. And, yeah, you're right, weights on what is wrong, and there's kind of categories and levels of 
breaking the law, I guess. Yeah, so let me break down my ideas of, like, but, but that's kind of for each separate. category. Like, because let's just break it down into two categories of wrongness. The effect it has and how wrong it is for someone to commit. And so I think murder is worse to commit or worse. It has a worse effect because it ends someone's life. Um, rape obviously has like a very, very great effect on someone. Like it's te- a terrible, terrible thing. It's a big scar. Yeah. But you're still alive. Right. So that's something. So in that sense, killing would be worse than raping someone. But when you look at what is morally wrong, I think what you have to look at is like intent and like disregard for the person themselves and like their will. And so when I think about killing someone, um, there's kind of a couple different ways. Like there's a couple different intents to murder or like they have like first degree murder, second degree murder. And third degree murder so they have kind of broken it down in that way and like what your intent was whether it was like a reaction to something that that happened like a heat of the moment kind of thing or something that's premeditated which would be considered worse i guess but when it's premeditated like there's sometimes where i think murder could be justified like if someone had been like torturing you your whole life and like sexually assaulting you and then like you snap and murder them it's kind of and they've self-defense been like, more than anything. It's, yeah, it's like self-defense, but there w- w- there could have been other ways of going about it. Like, you could have gone through the police, potentially, or, or like, legal ways, but that wasn't what happened. So, yeah, I think and, that's, like... And for some people, they it, that just doesn't work for them. Like, they get yeah, screwed like you, by the you, system. You, yeah, basically. you get screwed by the system. Like, getting screwed by the system fucking sucks. Dude. Uh, I watched this... Uh, movie, another movie on Netflix, uh, Trials of the Chicago Seven, I think it's called. It's I've uh, heard of it. Just like the big revolution in, uh, I think it was Washington or something. Um, but these big like was it Chicago? Groups. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so there was seven leaders of this of these different activist groups separate groups and uh what was the activism all... for was it black rights um uh, you don't remember no can you look it up <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. kind of it's kind of important but um continue talking i'll talk I'll look yeah it, up. It was, look it up. so they're the leaders of the activist groups and they were all on trial because they thought or because the state was trying to say that um, they were intending on rioting and like yeah they were charged with, with conspiracy yeah conspiracy um, arising from the counter cultural protests in Chicago uh, let me yeah. look at Wikipedia here it was some American uh, anti Vietnam War protests yeah that's the one. Oh yeah, because people were getting uh, drafted and everything. Yeah, and and the the war was right. terrible and useless and right. senseless and just terrible. So enough. they were protesting that, and basically, the police were like taunting them, I think, and then they ended up rioting, and there was a lot of violence. But like it, the movie shows that their intent actually wasn't to 
be violent. They were actually just trying to. Yeah, man. Getting screwed by the system is all throughout history, and it's brutal. Yeah. Like Native American people and Black people, and the way the judge treated the the one Black on the panel was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to watch too when you see things like that. Oh man, I was like. It just makes you so angry. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Sometimes I kind of get that when it comes to like when it comes to getting screwed by the system like less even lesser extremes like if like you get screwed by the system for like your license or something and like you just yeah. get stuck yeah. in a process yeah. and like you can't get anywhere like that's so annoying too yeah i hate things like that okay like the one time um my family and i were going to uh i think our cousins out west cousin's place and we were going through the states and so we had a van load of stuff and uh we had a cooler with like a bunch of snacks and whatever. Yep. Like we had some grapes in it. Oh yeah, you gotta be yeah. careful of your fruit. Dude, like three hours we waited just for them to tell us we couldn't bring them, throw them out, and we left. Yeah, like, I like I've been honestly. on road trips like to the U.S. and have been like I've had fruit and then like had to like stop before we got to the border and like find a garbage can. And, like <laughs> yeah. I remember being in Niagara and like running like parking illegally and like running like searching the streets for a garbage can because we're like right at the border um but we were talking (laughs) about the highway that leads up to it too like there's no exit unless you hit the duty well for the peace bridge anyways yeah it's one Uh, you should go to um so we were talking about rape versus murder Uh, (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) it's bad to laugh when saying that um okay so what we we were talking about the different types of intent of murder, um, and so I think some forms of murder are more justified than others. Obviously, like so, in self defense and in situations like that, more justified. But yeah, and and I think when it and and if you, this is kind of a, a morbid way of looking at it, but when you talk about the amount of care it takes, or like how much you. Um, I guess just how much consideration you have for other people mm-hmm. to murder someone and try to get away with it is a lot of effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. T- and to actually get away well, with it. You mean get get away with it? Like because you gotta hide a body. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you gotta so, get rid of a body. So every like nobody knows that you killed somebody. That, yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah, like that kind of murder. Like that's a no, lot that, of work. Yeah. Like so the basically what I'm saying there. Is if you're a rational person at all, and you you know the amount of work it's gonna take, you must have a really good reason in your mind for killing that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But versus rape, and so I haven't I haven't talked about the intent of rape yet. Um, but I guess it's just like, so some people are just like really mentally ill, and have like a weird thing with rape and like you see that with like a lot of serial killers and stuff um and so that's like a different thing i think yeah i'm like thinking about more like college parties and things like that and like workplace harassment um so that's the kind of rape i guess i'm talking about Mm -hmm. but it's just like sex isn't like i don't know I i feel like sex is almost overrated somehow you know it's like it's one okay. of the only things that, like, 
drives men when they talk about the things that drives men it's like money success power that all is like for sex yeah and i guess basically if you're a person that that is in a relationship and has sex often then sex really isn't a big deal for you Mm-hmm. But it, I guess if you, like, never have sex, then... But it's still... It's just, like... It's such a temporary thing. And I think that knowing the amount of damage it causes to people, that's, like, such a disregard for, hum- like, humanity. Yeah. I think to rape someone just to fill your sexual urges is such, like, a disregard for... Don't they say men think about sex every seven seconds or something like that? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't think... I feel like maybe if you're in public. Yeah, it depends on the day. <laughs> it depends on what your surroundings are. Right, but, like, I don't know. But it's just, it's so crazy how, like, sex-driven society is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's something to, like, the monk ways. They just get rid of it completely. But I think if everyone just had a stable sex life, then not... Uh, I don't know. But yeah, I guess there's, like, married men that, like, still rape people. Yeah. Uh, it's it's wild. Know, people are really nice. It's just, like, the amount of self-privilege, I guess, to do that kind of thing is ridiculous to me. Yeah. And that, and so that's why I think that could, you could make an argument that rape is worse than murder. It's just the amount of disregard for humanity even though murdering someone is completely taking away their life and i definitely think there is types of murder that are way worse than rape like just like senseless killing and with no intention and just like or like mass killing and things like that yeah you're basically deciding that your life is more valuable than someone else's yeah you're putting somewhere someone else in both cases that's what you're doing and i think people do that a lot but to a lesser extent like that's what i think about whenever someone like so you know when you're in like a two lane road and one is closing and you can see from far like there's signs being like the left lane is closing and the right lane's like congested and the people that like just zoom ahead all the way to the front in the left lane i'm like those people think that they're more important than everyone else in this line yeah yeah and that can be annoying for sure but the only thing is i'm like okay well some people might be in like a really big hurry but there's so many of them <laughs> doing yeah. it there's so many I people know. doing it I'm like there can't but be that many people in in dire need to get to their destination yeah, like i'm sure like, how though, often are you like in that big of a rush right i'm sure it's a mix of yeah, people that are trying to get there, but also people who are just like, oh, it's a traffic jam. Fuck this. I'm not going in there. <laughs> yeah, like, like people that even like driving on like the shoulder of the like highway and they're not even in a rush. Yeah, they literally. But that's when I feel like people are in because like people do that they... less drive on the shoulder. That's when they don't remember that like driving on the road is a privilege. Like they don't own any piece of the road anywhere. It's but it's all weird because provided to you it's by paid your for, government. But it's paid for by tax money. Fair enough. But so it is like a public set. The, but the but road much, system is weird in how Canada. Much have you, like, a lot of it was built in the Great Depression when they were just trying to get people employed. Right. Like the QEW here was built 
during the Great Depression when they were trying to get people employed. And they were just like, we need people working. And yeah. so they built all these roads. Yeah. So that's it's just some historical context. Yeah, that's pretty cool because... What, what, I what love my Niagara history be? class. Yeah, but what it, would Niagara be if there wasn't a, a Great Depression then? Yeah, well, that's, that's that. There's wild. that, but also the Great Depression. Niagara's like there used to be, now. like there used to be, like these crazy amusement parks, like along the beach, like a beach, like not too far from here, had like, oh, I forget what it was. The piers and everything. I think you could ride a camel. Yeah, like what? the piers. Yeah, there was a place where you could ride camels in in Niagara in, in like the twenties. Like, up until, like, 1932. Yeah, I think it was uh, Lake Erie. history class are you in? That's It's, um, it's a Canadian, or it's not a Canadian, it's a world history class after, um, 1914, but it kind of starts, like, at the very, like, the right before 1900, and then it kind of goes through, like, all the world wars and stuff, um, but we have a history, or we had this... I can't remember how I learned about that one in particular, but we were learning about the Great Depression, and then we learned about those roads, and then we have yeah. a like look locally, think globally project, and so it's like a local historical landmark, and then you connect okay. it to like world history, and so those I'm gonna do one of those. It's like a there was a marigold round that had like all these crazy. It was like a eighty the carousel? Thing. Yeah, the carousel. Yeah, so you no know how way, it just has those bro. little things? Yeah. But, like, that used to be, like, a major thing. Yeah. It used to be nuts. No way. Yeah. And so... I knew it was history there, but I didn't know... Yeah, that's... Dope. So I'm going to have to write a project about that. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. You should go get pictures of it and everything. Yeah, I've been there. I didn't know when I saw... Like, yeah. I didn't know about that until, it's like, like a couple cents. days ago. You can go out. Yeah, it's the same price as it was before. Yeah, it's wild. And there's, like bunch of workers there usually in the summer at least oh really not, not i've year, only been there during covid so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've only been there during covid yeah, so no, i wouldn't I've know been on it. it's pretty sick yeah it's dope yeah i think it's been closed when i've been there yeah because covid yeah covid's a bitch yeah i sure got hate that before. shit yeah i'm it's getting old yeah uh, but unfortunately it's still very real. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I, know. Oh, I can't wait for that vaccine, man. Early January? Is that what you heard as well? I think that's really early. Like, maybe to get into Canada for, like, the first time. But yeah. I think they're talking about late February for, like, a 3 million, maybe. But it might be less than that. I can look it up. Um, 3 million people? Just three million units. So I think what they're gonna do is like frontline workers and elderly people first, yeah. like people that are the most at risk. And then there's people um, protesting that everyone's essential and everyone needs vaccines. Yeah, well that's that is true, but it's also not like right. there the is people, people. There is people that are like you can prioritize, and if you have a limited number, you need to prioritize. Yeah. Or else it's just you can't you can't that's what the quality you can't is. make it first come first serve or yeah anything like that like, I mean a way you could do it economically is whoever pays the most but luckily we don't live in like a true economic society yeah. there is a little bit of socialism in our society for which sure. is good for sure 
I think a little bit of socialism is needed. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I would say that Canada has like the stereotype of like, you know, general good people like say thank you and sorry and Yeah, three million about you for the most part. Unless you're in Brampton. Just kidding. So three million. I sorry, I wasn't listening. I was reading. <laughs> three million Canadians could be vaccinated in early 2021, but Feds warn of logistical challenges. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. So basically, the public health officer, <coughs> the chief public health officer, Dr. Howard, yep, Enju, uh, says that like the timelines are far from certain. So, I mean, like it is gonna like I think hopefully it should be relatively soon yeah i i'm pretty sure i saw somewhere don't take this for a fact but a few americans might get it in december sometime i imagine if you're rich you could get one probably um rich people in america can like if you're rich you can access way better health care yeah like that's like joe rogan can pay for having on-site testing for his podcast so like they just get like tested and then it's like 15 minutes and then they get to do the show but like here you can need to get a test like i know people that are like flying and then they have to go straight into a home with people and so it's kind of hard to self-isolate i guess until they want to get a test but they can't get a test because they don't have symptoms yeah and you have to stay somewhere or, like, I know even know people who've had, like, a lot of symptoms and been in contact with someone who had COVID, but because they didn't demonstrate all of the symptoms or, like, certain symptoms, then they didn't, they weren't even able to get tested. Right. Which is absolutely nuts. Have you heard about, like, the false positives and stuff? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. That's even been happening in football. Like, like um, do you think that some of the, like, bad tests that get um incorrect results come from what symptoms that you're showing because if they're getting their all their test results from the same area but you're not showing symptoms in that area per se could that lead oh i don't would that make sense i guess you're not a doctor yeah so only so there's a couple of reasons why i would think that there could be false positives one could be that you're just not getting a good enough sample and there isn't the vaccine like i don't know how many cells that the um virus is in like is is the virus in all of your cells um is it really common in the nasal like up in the brain, I guess, because they go pretty deep. Like they, have you gotten one? No. They go deep. Yeah. It's like you feel like it feels like it's under your eye. That's what I've heard. Yeah, That's but it's not that bad. Yeah. The only thing is, I kind of wish they did both nostrils, <laughs> because then it would, because it's so you feel so uneven. It's like <laughs> it's, it just feels so uneven. It's like when you pop one ear but you don't pop the other. It's like I'd rather my ears not pop, but I'd rather. <laughs> Well, like, I do, like, the other day, my, one of my boots, my rubber boots filled up with water. It's at a job site. <laughs> one well, of that's them, different. One of them got freezing 
cold and like I couldn't feel my toes and the other one was nice and warm still. So I, I think that's a little different because the know. nose thing goes away after like two minutes, but it just feels weird like having one be like clear because like you just had a rod shoved out of it. But it's just, just the other one. For another one. <laughs> but I think it's limited resources. I don't think they have boots. Oh, and we we were talking about false positives. Um, the other reason I might think so, um, yeah, that it might just not be in the cells that get picked up, or maybe because it's humans going in the nose, they're not doing it a hundred percent correctly every time. Human error, sure. Or it could just be like a machine error, where it's like it's, it's kind of tough to pick up. Yeah, I don't know. This I don't really like, know how this the is testing. Like all works. our labs from. High school and university, <laughs> like the last question. I did more sciencey labs what, in my first year than I did wrong? any other labs. What could have led to these answers if you got the wrong one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, labs are labs are fun. What was your favorite kinesiology lab? Um, I always treated them like a because they were all kind of like physical based. Like when you yeah. were the participant, yeah. so whenever I was a participant, I treated it kind of like a contest. Yeah. Like, I remember one, uh, it was environmental physiology. Yep. You had all those crazy ones where, like, one, yep. you had to, like, stick your arms in, like, or you had to, like, do this dexterity test. So, it was, like, you had to, like, move these rings and put, like, circles on top of, or you had to move these pegs into holes and then put the circles on top of them. Yeah. And it was, like, a dexterity one. test for speed. And then you had to put your arms and hands in cold water for five minutes. Yeah. And then you had to take them out and do it again. And I kicked ass in that competition, bro. Yeah, just because my strategy, I used both my hands. So I would grab a pin and then grab the circle and go one, two, and just did that. And no one else did that. And and so when I would put the circle on, or when I would put the pin in with the one hand, I would go grab another pin and start. But you could only... Sorry, you could only grab one at a time. Mm-hmm. So I would just have my other hand waiting at the at the base to grab them. So my strategy was just so much better than anyone else's. So well insulated hands too, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pr- I'm pretty thick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cold doesn't bug you. It bugs me a little bit now more than it used to. Um, but my time after the ice hand thing was better than anyone else's before the ice thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) so and it's crazy how much people's times decline like mine declined quite a bit but i just wiped the floor with that competition and then there were some that were like strength based there was ones where you had to like do like a max hold you had like a bucket of rocks or something or a bucket of water and your hand was over a ledge i I didn't win that one though there was someone in my class that beat me i had ferris in a lot of my classes and that guy's jacked too Oh, yeah. and so he and so he beat me in a couple labs that were strength based. But they were always how fun. was that one tested? The one with the bucket? I think it was uh oh we were I'm measuring the electrical over. activity in oh, the in that's the right. that's so right. it was yeah basically how much electrical activity. So if you're in an isometric hold, so we would be holding these ice buckets straight mm-hmm. and so it's an isometric hold because gravity wants to pull your wrist down and you have that extra load. So we're in an isometric hold. And then basically it was testing how much electrical activity. So electrical activity uh, indicates muscle firing. Um, And so basically it was seeing how much muscle firing there was 
um, during an extended um, yeah. hold. And, like, it, basically you could stop once you couldn't do it anymore. And so, like, how much right, electrical right. activity was It would there? grow as it gets... I think so. As you're holding it longer because you're having to apply more force. Yeah, but I think only to a certain extent. And then I think fatigue, right? the closer you get to your max, it starts to decrease a bit. Right. I, th- I think. I think once you get to 100%, yeah, you only can last a little bit. And then you, and then you start going down and then... Remember the lab in uh, Dr. I think Atkins class or something um, where we had to look in the mirror and try to draw a star with a Oh yeah, those hand? were those were so weird the the sensory yeah. basically we would inhibit one of our sensory so like um vestibular is More like brain your inner ear based um, class and like balance yeah. yeah so it was like a brain class basically um learning about how it controls our movements and balance and walking and yeah automatic movements but yeah it's interesting when you take away one type of sensory information so basically your body is constantly collecting information um to tell your brain how to how to move and how to accomplish tasks and when you take away certain ones while trying to do certain tasks it can really inhibit um your ability to do things so for example Standing on one foot with your eyes open versus eyes closed is way harder to do it with your eyes open and the, or with your eyes closed. Sorry. And I'll oh, remember the one where we had to stand on like a piece of foam. Yeah. Doing it with foam. So that takes away your proprioception. So you, the foot, the feeling of your foot on the ground and feeling that just taking that away too. Yeah. Um, can, it really worsens your time standing on one foot. And then there's another one where it's, it kind of takes it's basically you put this like dome on your head oh yeah and so you can still see through your eyes but you can't see through it and then like it's translucent it, so you can see the light you can see what's you can see the lamp that's in front of you but you can't see anything else yeah and so that would also obstructing your vision basically yeah but and and you would think oh like my eyes are still open and i'm standing on one foot and like I can see a little bit in front of me up until the front of the dome, I should be okay. But you're not okay. <laughs> yeah, because subconsciously you're you're always kind of looking around and seeing how far. Yeah, like you don't even notice sometimes. Is. It's just like subtle. Like your brain right. just does work without you even noticing. Yeah, and it's making the um, corrections because your eyes are telling it. Yeah, and you can even develop that into skills. So, like, an athlete or, like, a musician doesn't even have to think about what they're doing. They just react. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, it it becomes instinct. Whereas, like, we have instincts to, like, move out of the way if something's thrown at us or, like... No, you stand in front of it and catch it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throw something at you and you're going to move out of the way. Depends on the thing being thrown, I suppose. Yeah. I don't... The problem with education is I don't remember any of the details of any of the things that we learned. Exactly, bro. I I remember the concepts, and, like, I I could probably relearn it faster. But, like, if I was, like, in a practical situation, and it wasn't, like, something... Like, I know, like, strength training and nutrition and things, like, I know like the personal training and like 
the um, stuff athlete training. The but stuff like, you've actually done, though, right? Yeah, the stuff that I've done practically, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. any of the stuff that I haven't done practically, I've... Oh, exactly. It's, I would have to that's relearn what, it. That's what I've been saying. Like, this, this school system just isn't for everyone. Like, you're just spoon-fed... Infor- well, not spoon-fed. You're just fed information at different paces like your whole life basically elementary school <clears throat> elementary school you're every day you're learning basically the same <laughs> subjects and then high school every like depending on what high school you go to your semesters are different and then when you go to university it's like one day a week you learn in this for three hours, then not again until the next week. And then <laughs> you just got to write an exam after like six weeks of three hour sessions. Yeah, and, and then you just got to try to remember all this information for one big test. And then you don't have to retrieve it again. And whether or not you did well on the exam you're still done the class and you're yeah you to, don't you don't even learn don't, any of the information that you got wrong yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like oh well now you're uh, you learn enough i guess you, you learned 65 percent of the information yeah it's good enough yeah, <laughs> yeah and, I, and then so much of life is based off your marks well i don't know i say that loosely but it's 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 also because I think there's a lot of things in the world like this. There wasn't anyone with a really good... um, So, as time has progressed, we've built more scientific knowledge on how we learn things. But the education system started so long ago, and they didn't really know what they were doing. And so we have to like change things, and it's really hard to change things that have existed because people don't like change. And so... There's a lot of things like I think police, politics, like the way our economy works with all of the science that we know now, if we just got a bunch of people that were experts to like figure out a solid plan and then we wiped the slate clean and started with that plan, I think obviously it would take a little bit to get things going yeah. and it, it might be expensive to introduce those new policies and people that were kind of stuck in the middle. So like if you were like in high school at the time you would kind of get screwed over by this new educational reform. Um, but I think it would fix things. I think we could, could come up with a lot better ways of doing things. It could, but there's just like a, the way our whole society works. Right. But there would be a lot of dispute on like, first of all, carrying through with that idea and deciding who's going to be that. I think we've talked about this before where I'm like, we should just like, put everyone to sleep for, for 15 <laughs> years remember what I, were, were, was it you that i talked about this with? i do not think so okay yeah so i was just like what if we just like put something in the water lines where everyone just like goes unconscious for 15 years we completely rebuild society sounds like it we brainwash <laughs> yeah Sorry. i don't know but then i guess when everyone woke up they'd be like what is going on yikes that is uh quite the plan that's that's quite the hot take <laughs> <laughs> the hot take hooligans baby that is a steaming take with the name of Blistered hot take hooligans hot. i think you can get get away with saying pretty much anything 
It's also very few people listen to this. So. You make valid points. More people would hear us if we just like went downtown and yelled into the streets. Well. <laughs> Maybe we should just start doing that. <laughs> Good. Get microphones and just start walking around yelling at people. What? But then it's not what would we say? voluntary. We would just talk like this. We would just have a discussion. <laughs> freedom of speech. Oh yeah, that was one thing when we were talking about freedom. Uh, well, we were talking about history, and we were talking about um, fascism. And I was saying, I said, uh, freedom of speech was taken more seriously back then. And I want to recoup that statement because I remember saying that, and I remember thinking that's not entirely true. Um, because in the countries where fascism and communism and things started building up, freedom of speech was completely taken away, which was part of the reason why these policies were so widely accepted is because of, um, what's it called? Propaganda. So basically they had entire control of every single form of media in the country. So basically you couldn't access anything that wasn't pro-Nazi. And so nowadays it's almost impossible to completely block out a perspective, which is part of the reason why it's part of the reason why the internet is so bad. And part of the reason why the internet is so good social media, but like on like Twitter and things like Twitter and Facebook can block you and remove you from their platform because it's a private company, but that's not freedom of speech. Even if it's hate speech, like the idea of freedom of speech doesn't, take away hate speech i guess yeah because like what if this whole because like if you look if if you're saying that since twitter the people at twitter don't agree with their statement yeah what if twitter was just saying well you this is our platform and we don't want you saying yeah what if twitter was run by like fascists yeah yeah and they decided to delete everything so like the people that run these platforms can have massive impact on what happens in society Mm -hmm. because twitter is like huge in politics Mm -hmm. because that's how politicians speak to people and that's how like that's how things get talked about in the world is twitter even though that company doesn't make money dude you were getting banned from twitter if you said donald like if you said you hope donald trump died from coronavirus when he had the virus really yeah i feel like you have to be big to get banned mm. they got they got big ass computers man. <laughs> <laughs> that's true yeah they have like but like to get banned. so automatic i don't know it would pop up on someone's screen I'm yeah sure. so like in nazi germany so let's 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 this is a hypothetical perspective. Okay. Okay. So let's say we're in Nazi Germany. Hypothetical hot take. We're the average people. Okay. And so we're the average people. Okay. And right now, I say we kind of buy in to the general ideas of society. We're, we're German? Yeah. So we're German. We're, we're not. And, 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 and so because like we kind of fit into the majority or you're an average person yeah. that just kind of wants to go with the majority you are pro-nazi and so in Mm -hmm. 
that could be you today just going along with the majority even though the majority the majority might not necessarily i think the majority is correct most like i think in what's going on today like again we were saying like the liberals are the majority Right. right now technically because they just won the election and so i think the majority kind of is correct like this kind of progressive yeah and they progressive ideas they're not as but if you take away freedom of speech that's the personal. same thing that so what i'm saying is the people that are really right-wing are putting out these like more conservative ideas mm-hmm. in nazi germany they would have been the left people i guess right the liberals because like it, it you could say you could say that oh like there's a lot of people who like that wouldn't fly today but if the, you took the same people and put them in the past then most of us would have been pro-nazi if we were in germany mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i think maybe those views would have changed a lot once the war started but before the war started like they were still preaching like these really hatred viewpoints but like people like they weren't it was like people i think people started to hate them as the war kind of took off and they and like people yeah and so i think that's like hate did start and uh, that's why you see a lot of soldiers like didn't want to fight but i bet a lot of people did want to fight at the beginning like there it was very prominent yeah because they were persuaded to think they were fighting for something good Mm -hmm. and that the world would be a better place it's like those people were still people yeah i don't know so that's why i think freedom of speech is important because what if we're all wrong i think they should have do you like i'm sure people from the german army are still alive then like right now maybe not potentially i think there's still world war ii veterans that are alive yeah but like Fighting. If you were just a regular like soldier, you went to Germany, like would you see like someone who like ran a camp or something? Maybe not like a big leader, but I think if you were like right. a conscription soldier or just like an average soldier, say a frontline guy. Yeah, I don't think they were like charged for war crimes. Hmm. I think it was like mainly like uh, there's like a, there's like famous trials for like. And even if you were a head guy, you could have been adopted into NASA. Did you you don't know about that? No. So a lot of Nazi scientists were taken into NASA to work for NASA because of the Russian space race. In in America. Confinement or No, 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 just like working for them. Just right. now an American citizen. So are they old or what? What? Are they old or what? Like super old? Now they're probably all dead. Oh, so this was... This was after World War II. So, like, right after World War II, all these really bad people that are maybe not bad, they could have just been scientists forced to do things. You never know. Um, But, yeah, these German scientists... Because Germany was, like, really Mm pro-science, and they, like, were really about these technological advances and like really evil stuff too like it was really mad science um but they also like i'm pretty sure the guy one of the guys who invented the or like split the atom to make the atom bomb was a nazi scientist that would make sense i wouldn't put put it past them but wait a lot of big Nobel science prizes 
I'm from Germany, I think. I'm just gonna do some Googling. Did a Nazi invent the what a weird country. Adam. Germany? Yeah. What's weird about it? I don't know. They just have a big cloud over their head, I I I think, from the Holocaust. But like we still accept them in society and well, I think now still in the Olympics, you know, they yeah, it's pretty all the, pretty much all those people are dead. Yeah, you could say that, like there's a lot of generations that are still alive that committed terrible atrocities. But you can't just persecute a whole people, especially multiple generations down from that. Mm-hmm. Like even like the majority, like the women and children of Germany, didn't really commit war crimes. I mean, they might have sure. done bad things. Yeah. Did you watch Jojo Rabbit? No. Such a good movie. It's directed by Tiki Watiti, I think is his name. Um, did you watch um, Thor Ragnarok? Yes. You love that movie? Do I love it? Yeah. It's hilarious, right? Yeah. Well, it's directed by the same person. True. So, Tiki Watiti. But it's a uh, World War II movie, but it followed the main character is a kid who's in like the Nazi youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his, he finds out that his mom is hiding away a Jewish girl in his attic, but he's like super pro Hitler because he's just been brainwashed. Like so many of these people were. And so he has like a, in his mind, like Hitler's like this really great guy and the Jews are like really evil. And so like being raised in that perspective, it makes sense why he would think that way. Right. Um, and so that you can say that about a lot of, different types of people like, that if they were raised with a certain perspective then the, mm-hmm. then the, and they were brainwashed um but yeah so he just has like a vision of hitler and so like he has like his i i don't even it's like an imaginary best friend but you see him in the movie and he's like super eccentric and like is all wacky mm-hmm. and but like in the movie it's still like a realistic depiction of world war Two in some senses of like the brutality of it in some scenes mm-hmm. and just like the oh, oh my goodness i can never remember words when i want to use them Same. juxtaposition the juxtaposition between dang that's uh, a word and a half i thought that today in my brain when i was walking there was something oh yeah i like had my headphones on and i was outside and they're like super noise canceling and i took them off and then like i heard like the car is like driving on the street and it was yeah. like it was still kind of quiet because it was early in the morning. I'm like, damn, the juxtaposition between like the hard rock and then just like <laughs> the cars driving. I'm like, ooh, what a word. Um, so yeah, the juxtaposition between the goofiness of like Taika Waititi and that character, and like, and then like the brutality of World War Two is, mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, Scary times. We're at an hour and fourteen minutes. That's pretty good. That's pretty I've solid. That far before. What? Don't think I made it that far before. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'll have to check. Um, I hope the people can hear you. Me too. I hope they didn't leave halfway through before you figured out how to get tight on the mic. Yeah, but I feel like they might have left for other reasons. Anyways. Just the the quality of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't come prepared today. Sorry, folks. But. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I think. 
It's not bad. It's a pretty good discussion. But. Yeah, like, I don't know if I would listen to this. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I listen to things similar to this. Yeah. I don't know. You listen to a lot of podcasts? A lot of podcasts. That's the majority. Because it's just so convenient. Yeah. Because you can just put your headphones on and, like, wireless headphones. And mm-hmm. whenever I'm doing tasks, I'm just listening to podcasts or audiobooks. But so I got this audiobook called Chaos, and it's about um, Charles Manson and uh, basically the mind control program, uh, the CIA mind control program in, yep. in the yep. 50s and 60s. Yeah. Um, but I had already listened to the guy who wrote that book on two separate podcasts and, like, read a bunch about it. <laughs> and so then I was like, oh, I'm really interested in this subject. I'm going to listen to the book. And then uh, it's like, okay, I've already li- I've, I already know a lot of the information. <laughs> it's like I know the story kind of. So I kind of spoiled it for myself. But so I haven't been listening to it as much. Yeah, but and you're getting different perspectives of it, I'm sure. Then. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, like, way more detailed. Yeah. But I was high and i was listening to it at night and i was just like the things he was talking about man it was tripping me out like i don't normally get like freaked out by anything but it was just like i don't know something about just like the atmosphere and like what he was talking about and like it just kind of hit me the wrong way so i stopped listening to it and i haven't haven't picked it back up yet yeah but it's called chaos if, if you're interested i don't think i've been that stone before no, I wasn't. I wasn't that stoned. It was just like I was a little bit stoned, and uh, I don't know. Maybe I was in a vulnerable mind state. It's um, not vibing with it. I get that. It was just like he was talking about some. There's some, it goes deep. Yeah. It like that stuff goes yeah. deep, and so it was. Yeah, sometimes your brain's just not ready for. Mm-hmm. The deep I would, stuff. Yeah, I don't know, but I was like also like really like deep into it. And that. Yeah. Um. But do you know about all the, the Charles Manson and the CIA and the Climax Midnight Not stuff? all about it, man. Okay. Tell me more. Well, this is like front news podcast stuff, so I feel kind of bad for putting it in the back end of this podcast. But it, it is a really interesting thing sure. to talk about. Give them something to listen yeah, so to at the end. A little surprise or So you know Charles Manson. Yep. Um... Basically, what happened with him is he grew up, um, had a really, really bad childhood, was in and out of jail, um, was a musician, kind of a rejected musician, um, supposedly hanged out with some cool musicians. He basically became a cult leader um, and got these people, these um, his followers, to... Um, carry out murders in LA <clears throat> including a, fa- a famous person um actually oh what's that director who like was a pedophile but he's still really good um Atwood something um I forget his name but it was his wife um I'm doing this Roman the- Roman Atwood I think that's a YouTuber I don't know. Yeah, Roman Atwood's a YouTuber. <laughs> That's the only Atwood that came to mind. My bad. Uh, I'm just looking up Atwood. Margaret Atwood's the one coming out. She's Atwood a Canadian murder. poet. Atwood murder? Um, 
No, that's fine. It's not important. Okay. But there's this really famous director who yep. is a pedophile, but it was his wife. Um, and oh. so, oh, man, it goes so deep. There's no way I can talk. Because every time I mention something, it's like my mind makes like eight other connections <laughs> because like this story goes so deep. And so there's all this stuff about how they were like really kinky and like had these sex parties and those could have led to the murders. Like that could have been what led to it instead of all these other reasons that people gave. Um, but basically the, the guy who, what's the guy, the juror, not the judge, the judge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The guy with the hammer. (laughs) The guy with the, yeah. So the judge um, wrote this whole book about the motive and everything like that. And basically what the judge said the motive was for these murders is that Charles Manson wanted to start a race war um, between the black people and the white people. And so Charles Manson thought that... That's what they deduced from, like, the... the like, was he a serial killer? So, so Charles Manson got all these other people to kill a bunch of people. Right, right. Not that many people. Like 10, I think. So okay. not an absurd amount. Okay. Uh, 10 is a lot of people to kill, but not the craziest number you've ever heard of. Um, so th- that's not what interests me. It's all the other stuff around it involving the government. Um, and so he claims that the murders um, are motivated by Charles Manson wanting to start a race war. Mm-hmm. And so um, he thinks, so this is the judge, the judge's reason for why Charles Manson committed these murders. He's saying that the motive was that Charles wanted a race war between the black and the white people. He thought he was going to happen. Eventually he thought these murders, they would pin it on the black Panthers and that would start a race war. It's going to be called Helter Skelter, and that the black people would win uh, because of their superior genetics. But the judge believed that Charles thought that the black people were too dumb to lead a society, and so he would come out of hiding and then become their leader. So that's what the judge said Charles Manson's um, motive was behind these murders. However... There's been information released by the U.S. government um, about some secret projects that the CIA did in the 60s. Um, So this is official things that have been released by the U.S. government. Um, Not all of it, but we do know that there was mind control experiments in the 50s and 60s using LSD where they basically lured people into so one of them was called uh operation midnight climax and so they basically set up these hippie hostels um where basically hippies would come and just like live rent free and they would give they would get the people in the hostel so they basically set up they got these grad students to dress up like hippies and live there Mm -hmm. they would get them to give like lsd to these hippies and basically try to um do well, mind trap th- them then. I didn't... Yeah. And Dang. and so there's other there's other theories and other kind of proven ways that they did this. Not all of them have been released. But 
so Charles Manson, he had been in and out of jail his whole life. Mm -hmm. And he really, at a certain point, he shouldn't have been released from jail anymore. Um, And so it's assumed, or it's basically, they basically prove in this book that Charles Manson was released so that they could conduct these experiments on him. And that he had been, um, these experiments had been done on him, so he had been... um, mind controlled basically and that he had learned these techniques and used those techniques on his followers and so it was proven that he used these techniques on his followers and it worked so his followers were like these super suburban girls like bright futures ahead of them like 18 and then they went absolutely bananas like there's like videos of them in court they're just like these absolutely satanic no remorse people so it's assumed that this mind control worked on them and so the cia and so and when you look at it like that the cia spent all this time experimenting on people and they couldn't figure it out but charles manson this guy who's been in and out of jail his whole life figured it out yeah so you assume he learned it from somewhere and then there's this pharmacist who um charles manson comes and sees all the time and he brings his group there and they get checked out and they like do like std testing and stuff but okay. he that's also where he got his lsd and that was the guy who did the experiments on him and so all the proof is kind of in the book but and this the guy who wrote this book he was a journalist um so like in the two in the 90s i think they were doing a news article um talking about um they were talking about these murders and so they kind of wanted him to find a new angle. And then 20 years, 30 years later, the newspaper's gone under. He's still writing this fucking book that he started because he kind of he started and he wanted to find a new angle. And he was a good journalist and he started digging and he just kept digging and digging and digging and digging and digging. And 20 years later, he finally releases this book and he's the world's biggest expert. And he's blown holes through all of that judge's book like all the motive and the stuff behind it and he has all this new evidence it's pretty crazy i went on a kind of like a deep rabbit hole for like two weeks about it just reading it and exploring it yeah just reading and listening to podcasts reading different articles and stuff um that's what happens when you have a job where you do nothing (laughs) and you have a computer in front of (laughs) you and an internet connection yeah and an internet connection yeah that's what that results in that's also how i learned to juggle headphones yeah yeah just bored at work have some lacrosse balls there yeah learn how to juggle pretty good at you do four i can do four for like a couple like maybe like one or two full rotate also i haven't been juggling in a while because i haven't been working as much and now at work we don't have the lacrosse balls because of covid COVID. um so i haven't been doing it as much but when i was practicing four and i never really practiced that much to do four Mm -hmm. um i could maybe do like three rotations of all four but it's it's almost like you're doing so basically the easiest or the main technique to do four is like you're doing two in each hand so normally when you juggle three balls they all rotate between your three hands but if you juggle two balls with one hand you're just 
rotating the two balls in your one hand. So it's like you catch, you throw it up, you catch one ball. And mm-hmm. so you can juggle two balls with one hand. Right. And so basically that's what four ball juggling is. Uh, but my left hand is basically useless. Yeah, same. Um, unless it's working with my right hand. So the right hand kind of needs to guide. So that's why I can do three ball juggling, yeah. no problem, yeah, because exactly. it's working. In, but when it's just like they're working independently. Is it really just the, the two balls for each hand? Yeah. that's they a, never that's cross? A, that, well, you can cross them. It's yeah. just a more complicated way of doing it. Yeah. It's more difficult to do. So when I was learning it, I was trying to do. Because when I tried to do it the other way, it was even more of a mess. You got to nail down the just – yeah, so two I can I can hand. do I can do two, one at a time. I can do two in one yes. hand on my left hand when I'm focusing on it, and just that one for a bit. Like I can I can I can get on a streak. Okay. But if I'm also doing it with my right hand at the yeah. same time, then it's throws you right off. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I found if I, I altered the timing, so basically you could do it. So you're basically doing two balls in each hand you could throw and catch at the same time but i found if i threw with one hand to start and then while that one reached the apex of the flight through the other one and then did it that way so they were kind of alternating i found it looked better and it was easier so if you're trying to four ball juggle any of the eight people that'll probably listen to this um nine nine true for the stars (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man should we wrap this up you were in the middle of a thought but sure what else were we talking about uh, not much yeah i was i was i was talking about juggling oh yeah you know you're running out of content when yeah. you start talking about juggling juggling's hard it's not that hard no it takes a good those- it takes a good cumulative hour to figure out how to juggle it's a lot of practice like an hour total i could juggle like i could start to figure out and once you start to figure it out like once you start to get it then you're then you're golden you're gonna you're gonna keep practicing yeah yeah and then it's just refinement but the figuring it out is the hardest part and that probably takes like a total of an hour yeah for me at least yeah you ever envious of the people who are just like good at just random Little things. That's me. Like all I'm, of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Name a thing I'm not good at. Um, Backflips. Okay. Well, that's maybe not a thing where weight would be an impediment. <laughs> <laughs> Anything where my, my... Chess? What? Chess. I'm good at chess. I'm all right at chess. Poker? I'm all right at poker. Texas Hold'em? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm not like... So when I play my friends... Driving a school bus? I'm not like the best, but... Um, I've never driven a school bus. I've never driven a school bus. A kid at my camp drove a school bus. Like with kids on it? No. He, well, so I was working at the time. I was employed at the camp and he, I guess the, so we like had buses parked there. Um, just kind of like off to the side cause the kids would come on buses and then there was like two camp buses. Um, so that we, we the staff could go into town on the weekends because mm-hmm. uh, we lived there all summer and uh yeah a kid just like got into the bus and the keys were in there and he just put it in reverse vroom, vroom. yeah i don't think he got very far but 
Could he see out the windshield? Yeah, I don't like. I think he was terrified. <laughs> Could you imagine being a kid and trying to drive a bus? Yeah. It's like I can even drive a bus, and I'm, I have a driver's license. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably just being. You a ever little, seen a baby drive a, a car? Rascal. No. Oh, Can't that's that's not even the first child I've seen drive a car. My little brother, when we were we were camping one time, just like at like a normal campground. Yep. Um, for some reason. If you're ever camping, make sure you take your keys out of your vehicle or lock your vehicle. Good idea. Um, but they had, like, the car parked on the road, and it was, like, on a hill. And I guess my my little brother was, like, t- like three, probably. Oh. And somehow he got into the car oh. and took it. I think he put it in neutral, so it just started rolling down the hill. Oh. And then my older cousin just, like, ran and, like, got in and, like, slammed the brakes. And, Damn. Yeah. But he was okay. Wow. He, he bragged about it our whole childhood. He's like, I've driven a car. Uh, sure. He didn't say it like that. That's a Brandon thing. Yeah. I always, I always forget that, you know, all my friends now from that one time that we all hung out together. They all love you. <laughs> Bunch of beauties. <laughs> Still haven't met Marcus yet. Mm. In Marcus person. is an interesting character. Yeah. I guess you probably know that from playing video games with him. Yeah. Uh, not really. You haven't played with him? Well, I have. But, I don't know, I can't pull much from his video game playing. Oh. Uh, did you see that video that I posted the other day of him eating a whole banana? No, but I've seen that before. You've seen that before? Yeah, you seen you that video? Sh- <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite videos on the planet. We were just, like, chilling in my kitchen. We were, like, about to go somewhere, and there was, like, a whole bunch of us. I was like, Marcus, how much? Or I'm like, odds you eat this whole banana. And he just shoves it in his mouth. Starts, and he, did, he did the whole thing. Yeah. Impressive. Unprompted. Impressive. Or prompted slightly. It's a work of art. I don't He doesn't do that thing kind of thing as much anymore. <laughs> it used to be really easy to convince him to do that. Like, when I was in grade, like, 9 and 10, even, like, like kind of later into high school, it was really easy to get me to do dumb shit. Because mm-hmm. I like doing it. Like, you get attention. Um, but Marcus was like that, like... But only when it was just, like... It would just be, like, me and Norm. And we'd be, like, outside of a Timmy's parking lot. And he'd be doing, like, the dumbest fucking shit. I remember we got, like, these donuts and this coffee. And, like, Norm or I paid for it. And we're like, you can have a donut and a coffee if you just eat them as fast as you can. So he's just, like, shoving donuts into his face and, like, chugging it down and, like, double-double. But I just got so much amusement out of it. I don't know why it was so funny just to see him stuff his face, but it was hilarious. The things we do as kids, man. Bro, we were we were 18. Yeah. <laughs> or I was probably, like, 16 or 17 because I was yeah. young and put it. Yeah. This will be the good old days someday. Yeah, I know. I think about that a lot. Like how, because when you listen to older people talk, because especially how many podcasts I listen to, yeah. I listen a lot to how middle-aged men talk. <laughs> <laughs> middle-aged men and women just like talk. Fair enough. And okay. so I realize like how, I guess, significant your 20s are, but also insignificant to like how much can change. Like, yeah, just how much there is in front of you still. And it's like, just have fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But it's hard, though, because you're trying to set I'm up. Broke. Yeah, you're, well, you're trying to set up 
yourself for success. I guess all these people that I'm listening to also stumbled into like they're like popular and they have like successful podcasts. And so they, I guess their 20s didn't matter as much because they made it big that way. But I'm not going to do that. So. I guess I'm just kind of screwing myself. It's a biased perspective that they're giving out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Well, when you're young, you got all the time, all the energy, but no money. And when you're middle aged, you got all the money, no time, and no energy. No, you got energy, but no time. And then when you're old, you got money, and you got time, but you got no energy. I don't have energy now. I only don't have any of those things. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have energy. You have energy. You went to the gym today. Come on. You yeah. can lift 500 pounds if you don't have energy. I only lifted 475 ah, pounds today. Three well, times. That was pretty close. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, that was a good guess. That counts as, I don't know, whatever that. That's like 99%. Is. Yeah. Have you got 475 out of 500? I was, I was showing your uh, Instagram. To someone? You're bragging about me? To my, yeah, I was actually. Yeah. I love when I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. It's my ego so much. When my mom talks about me, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like my mom like never boosted my ego growing up. So, and I very rarely hear her talk to her friends positive about me, positively about me. And so whenever I hear it, it's like, yeah, feed my ego. No one ever does. <laughs> what else, mom? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You know, you know, I live more than that. <laughs> Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, when someone underestimates how much you lift, do you correct them? Is that a douchebag move? Mm. What do you, like, in what context? I don't know. If someone's just like, I don't know. When I, it's so weird to me to answer that question. Like, when people ask, like, how much I lift, when I tell them I'm, like, a powerlifter or whatever, yeah. it's always weird. Like, it feels immediately braggy. When no. I say my numbers. No. If you're telling the truth, it's not very. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Right. I, I think I'm done. That's when, that's when you just flex, flex on. on. Flex on? Yeah. I can't flex. Literally. When I flex my muscles, I look the same. I have padding. We'll just pull out a barbell. I'm going to get jacked one of these days. You, you watch. You are jacked. You lifted 475 pounds today. Last September, I looked so good. I was like 245 last September. You look like Jesus. No, I had, I had short hair and a short beard. No, I'm saying you look like Jesus right now. Yeah. You look fine the way you are. Jesus is in this chubby. Hey, look at that picture. Did you meet Jesus? Oh, yeah. That's compared to me now. Dedication? Should I post that on on Instagram (laughs) when I post this episode? Mm -hmm. I always try to post things that we talk about, like David's baseball. Yeah, I wish I had some kind of recruitment video like that. Yeah, it's something that you... It's because I skipped skipped sports too many times. I never got... You weren't dedicated enough? Or not skipped. I, I, uh, 
I just went through them. Played hockey first, then soccer, and then baseball. You switched too many times. Switched, yes. Mm. Yeah, I didn't have that with sport. Um, I pretty much stayed in football. Well, all the way until the university. Mm-hmm. But you found the time to put into yeah, powerlifting. but I didn't. I didn't put the time into football to be to go to the next level. Like I thought, if I did high school football and weight trained, then that was all I needed to do. But little did I know, I needed to be seeing like outside coaches and doing summer leagues and stuff. But I always worked at camp, so I could never do summer leagues. The I older, always wanted money. The older I get, the short term greed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm 5'11". I wouldn't have made it in the big leagues anyways. Also, the running back. The older I get, the more I realize that it's the more you put into something, the more you take out of it. I said more a lot of times in that sentence. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize. You get a lot more out of something when you put effort and time into it. Yeah, I definitely get that with power. Like, because with powerlifting, it's like, for me at you least, thought. it was years until I got to numbers where it was like this is some like for me like a 500 pound squat and like a 600 pound dead that's like some it's like when i was younger in high school i'm like if someone could lift that that's heavy weight yeah like in high school for me squatting 405 was like a really big deal mm-hmm, for sure but like i was like oh if you can squat 500 that's some heavy weight and now i can squat over 500 i'm like no, it's like <laughs> the time and effort I've put into it has paid off. Like I've gotten to where I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I've declined a little bit, but I'm I'm on the up again. Yeah, exactly. Like that was natural occurrences, back problems. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're both yeah. my fault. Um, the back injury was because I didn't breathe and brace properly. So if you're out there and you're lifting, look up how to. Breathe and brace properly. Just High basically risk, low reward. before you lift, flex no. your breathe in to your stomach and flex it like someone's gonna punch you. So don't like suck in. Don't like just push your stomach out, but flex your core like and like kind of like tuck your rib cage down almost. So basically, you're just creating a solid platform. And I had neglected to do that for a rep, and I didn't have my belt on, and so the belt kind of helps you cheat a little bit and so the breathing brace is still very very important when you're lifting with a belt um but you can kind of get away with it a little bit more because you have that support. extra support yep. and the and and breathing and bracing is easier with a belt on because you have something to push out against and that's the technical purpose for a belt but i didn't have my belt on and i didn't breathe and brace properly and so i dislocated my back <laughs> and then this because I dislocated my back and I couldn't power lift, I had lost weight and I really wanted to be, <laughs> I was like really enjoying athletics and like running around and just moving and I was really missing football at the time. So I decided to play rugby and I had my shoulders, it turns out you need to ease into contact and, my, and, and, and football yeah. contact is a lot different than rugby contact shoulder pads make a huge do you think that i talk about this exact thing in the last episode i'm pretty sure oh my goodness did you do you think that your back injury had something to do with your shoulder injuries like were you well i wouldn't have been playing rugby if i didn't dislocate my back which is a weird thing to say 
Yeah, but not. I'm not meaning in that way. But like, were you like running causally? differently? Were you trying to brace it, it differently? It, were you still in pain a little bit? So the only thing that I would say with that that's possible, like maybe that I didn't have as solid of a base, mm-hmm. but I felt like when I was hitting people, like I could hit people with full force, like I felt solid. Um, but the only thing potentially is that I, so when I hurt my back, I still wasn't able to like do any pressing movements for a long time. And then, so like no bench press or anything like that. Yeah. And then even when I started, was able to start doing them, it was still at a much lighter weight. And so then I might've had a little less meat around my shoulder. Cause that's really important for rugby players that have meaty shoulders to help mm-hmm. with impact. Yep. Um, and so I might've had less of that than for sure. I have had in the past, especially if you were off for a while, like recovering from your back injury. Yeah. So back, I was like not walking for like a week and a half mm-hmm. and then like just completely out, completely, completely out for three days able to walk to the washroom after three days but nothing more and still an excruciating pain and then i was able to start like moving like probably start able to run after like a month and a little bit a month and a couple days i was able to start running again um so it wasn't too too long but yeah definitely had some still affects you yeah it's still now like when i I didn't used to ever really get back pain and now when I lift and I'm, and I'm loading my spine pretty heavy, mm-hmm. I can, I can feel just like right on my, it's like not even the muscle really, but it's right on my, on my spine, just like a little bit of soreness, but it, it's never ever on a pain level that it needs to be f- focused on for me. Yeah. It's not significant because when you're lifting, there's going to be pain. That's just what it is. But after a while, you start to figure out what's just significant. leaving your body. <laughs> it's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think we, we should wrap this up. Sure. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you listen all the way through, comments on the end of this episode. <laughs> Do it. Thanks for tuning in. Um, because you already committed an hour and 45 minutes of your time to this, you can comment on the, the post. That's all I ask. Get those comments up. Yeah. Engagement, baby. Yes, sir. And share. If someone shared this podcast who, like, wasn't on it, that would be huge for me. Yep. Not not a skyrocket, but it would just mean a lot to me if someone was willing, enjoyed it enough to actually share it with someone. You know? Mm All right. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, See you next time. Peace and love.